And his name's Peter. Fuck. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to take credit for that. Episode. No one edited out where edited out where I acted like I didn't know that that was a coincidence. It's It was totally planned. Okay. Welcome back, brave listeners, and thank you for joining us on episode 12, Schlepping with the Fishes, or Where is Your God Now? Last time, our team fooled the Nilbogs into giving up the trumpet by giving them a spelling test. Peter didn't feel so good, and Siggy got a stern talking to from Moth about the repercussions of her actions. What's in store for our heroes today? Will the trumpet really bring anyone to the floor? Is a kingfisher actually a fish or a bird? Is Tack okay? Find out this time on Good Better Quest! I was about to say, <laughs> previously on Dragon Ball Z, you guys went back and confused the Nilbog for a while. We did some good maneuvering during you, that bit. Like, yeah. even though the party was split, we were all just doing really cool shit. Yeah. And Durak drew some really nice things in the sand with his toes. Yeah. And had a had a nice drunk heart-to-heart with Moth. Yeah, made some drunken vows to, to calm his ass down. And uh, ultimately, you guys got the trumpet from the Nilbog. You made it back to the burrow where the rest of the goblins were. So, oh, and the uh, Siggy fucking blew the horn just just to see if she would turn into a uh, a Nilbog. And really, it was an Emong. Let's let's get it right. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> And, uh, and Moth said that that was, uh, uh, really irresponsible and she was mad. That's right. Direct was mad too. Yeah. I have a question about, like, this is a, this is a role-playing perspective because I failed that one role about like insight for Moth or for Moth, right? (laughs) Moth. You have an IT crowd like, yeah, we're talking about Moth. Moth, yeah. Does Damakos just like implicitly like trust her i mean that's that's up to you that's up to you if you trust her or not honestly really for your insight checks i should be like if you fail it i should just say you don't get a great read off of them that's really what i need to start doing Uh, because 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 i took it as like going forward damakos is like moth said it i believe it i took it to mean just in that instance like, you could change your mind with new information. I don't think those insight roles carry over for everything that they do. I think it's just in that instance when she was saying, like, no, we're going to do this. You're like, fuck, yeah, let's, that's, she said it. I trust her. Let's go. Yeah, because I do feel like Damakos would be a little, like, shaken by Moth's talk to Siggy. Like, yeah. the way that she spoke to Siggy. But I don't know if he would say anything. That's all good. Oh, yeah, we learned that Moth went to the same school we go to. Yeah. Oh, snap. We have to look, make sure that her picture isn't in that, uh, in that hall of infamy. Oh, good call. That's going to be a little Durak difficult. Durak wouldn't know anything about that. But. 
it'll be a little difficult because she's wearing a mask. Uh, remember? Yeah, but she's not but always going like, to wear a mask necessarily. She's purple. She's purple. Yeah, That's she's true. a drow, right? So at least we know that. There, there can't be more than one drow in there. Like what? She... <laughs> Are drows the only purple people? Aren't the? Isn't there like some the angelic people? Alan, you can't just ask if somebody's purple. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. All right, let's let's get back on track. <laughs> Real quick before we jump back into things, Nolan, what are you drinking? Well, today I'm drinking our first corporate sponsors drink, Bay. They got wind of the podcast and they really liked it. Wait for real? No, I'm fucking with you. It's Bay. God damn it, it is Nolan. very good. <laughs> I was so confused. You gotta talk to me about these mergers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating edible cookie dough from a place called Sugar Booger. Hell yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> they also have a uh, banana pudding milkshake. And it's stupid yes. good. Oh my god. I cried while drinking it. <laughs> have any uh, Khajiit merchants told you that they don't deal with people like you? This one does not like you. <laughs> no, the Khajiits, man, they'll talk to you if you got the moon sugar. They're the only ones will that they? will. Yeah, oh, I yeah. thought they were the ones yeah, who no, are like... they are all about it. No, they Khajiit love moon has... sugar and, and skooma. Khajiit has, co- has uh, wares if you have the coin. <laughs> Alright, are you guys ready to fucking die? Always, I guess. You guys have walked back into the burrow. Moth is back in the room. Like, you're all back in the room where before you left, you know, that had the cots. And it was just kind of the hangout room. And there's actually two goblin guards standing there in the room. And they look at you kind of... What is the word? It's not outraged. Stink eyed? No, it's they. Un, unscrupulous is not the word either. I can't think of it. Do the face, and we will tell you what it looks like. Let's say dubiously. They they look at you, kind of, uh, kind of flustered, like, and where the hell were you now? Going to get the trumpet. I, like we were supposed points to. At, points at Siggy. <laughs> Does is Siggy still holding the trumpet, or did Moth take it right back? I don't remember. Fuck. I think Moth took it. Okay, so yeah, I think Siggy Moth took it because you can't be trusted. Yeah, Siggy yeah. just you know points to Moth and goes, "This lady has a thing that we're not allowed to tell you about, but we got something to end the war." Question mark. I think is what we're trying to do. Moth Moth says, "No, we we don't. We we can't use this. We don't have a thing you can't use to end we the war. We can't do it on command." <laughs> yeah, and the the two goblins look at Moth and they say, "Is that the trumpet? Is that is that the horn from the prophecy?" Siggy's not saying anything, but she is slowly just nodding her head. Damakos's eyes are huge, like like he wants to say it. I'm confused because clearly they are just asking Moth, and then you gave a big old pause, and I'm just like, "Why don't you just tell them what Moth says? Why are you waiting for us to talk what? in her what? place?" We're not being presumptuous little bitches. Durak is eating a piece of cheese that he found on a table. (laughs) Uh, Give me a constitution saving throw real quick. God damn it. Stop eating things. That's so Durak, though. Mm Twelve? That wasn't cheese when they first put it down, but it's it's not too bad. You know, the cave has the right conditions to age it, and now it is (laughs) Some people pay real good money for cheese like that. <laughs> I actually went to a cave in North Carolina called the Blue Cheese Cave, where after the Civil War, they used it to make blue cheese. 
it had the right conditions to ferment cheese correctly to make blue cheese in America. Yeah. It's it's all that Confederate blood. Um, uh, So Moth Moth holds the horn and she says, yes, this is the trumpet you're looking for, but we've seen it in action and this is not what you want. I have I have journals and if you want to like read what actually happened, like these were journals written by goblins, so I mean they could be one of your great 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 grand goblins. Uh, one of the guards marches forward and uh, actually asks for the journals. May I see them journals? I prefer to to hang on to them. Can I just stick with you? Like, are you going to read them? I could read them to you. I could summarize. We, we, what, you assume we can't read? Now that's just offensive. No, it's just finders <laughs> keepers, and Siggy, I found these journals. Siggy elbows tack as high up as she can get. Probably not in the ribs. Let them read the books. Oh, I just, they're my books. Let them read the books. We want to show them, we want to show them to the chief. Okay. Just don't right. hurt the books. They very, they do very delicately take them. Like they try their best to show you, they're gonna respect these books because they do look old. So they're they're trying to take care of them, and they go out the door. Tack waves goodbye as the books leave. As they're leaving, uh, Siggy shouts to them. Also, Peter's a pile of sand now. Have a good day. One of the guards turns around. God damn it, the, Siggy. the one with the books continues on, but the other one stops and stays and he says, you know, just the more we talk to you, the more questions I got. Why don't we wait to see what the chief wants to do? Well, to be fair, it is all spelled out in the books, so you'll understand what happens when he reads the books. That's fine. I I believe you. No roles or anything. Where is the chief? Can we go see him? He'll come to you. You kinda you kinda left us we want to keep an eye on you. We left you to go do the thing that you asked us to do, which... We wanted to do it with you. You kind of snuck off. Like, if, if you remember, like, yeah, Moth was just like, do we want to fucking go? And you guys went. Yeah, we did kind of, we did kind of do that. Ooh, we took a goblin chaperone with us. Who is now dead. But we took him. Poor Peter. He, he, I think he snuck out with you guys, didn't he? Peter? Yeah, no. He yeah. And then he turned into a Nilbog, and then he chased yeah. after us, and he turned into a pile of sand. So, yeah, that's oh. success. He didn't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> well, what are we supposed to do in the meantime if we're just waiting for him to come find us? Drak is looking for more food. There is a vegetable platter. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I said I'm looking for food, David. <laughs> I feel like Damakos would join Direk in the, the hunt for food because, I mean, that's kind of what they do together. Like, they fight in that class and they go to that pub. So, yeah, like, the the that's their hangout time is like... Food and fighting. Food, food and, and fighting. fighting. Yeah, are there like other goblins just sort of milling about in this place or are we alone but with the guards? You're, you're alone with a guard who actually opens a, a side pouch he's got. He says, we, we didn't know when you was coming back, so uh, 
he, he holds out a few pieces of jerky. Um, he's like, I got some rations here if you want. Right, how many pieces are there? About three. Like, good size. I attack is fine taking a vegetable platter. <laughs> Alright, so Durak sort of gingerly takes all three pieces and offers them to the his three compatriots. So you said Tack's going to go to the veggie tray anyways? Yeah, she's fine with the veggie tray. Yeah. Alright, cool. So then, uh, just going to parse out the jerky and Durak's just going to kind of pop this into his mouth all at once. And... Yeah. To be clear, though, she's going to eat the entire vegetable tray. The entire vegetable tray. Yeah, like the she's broccoli. used to two lunches, so. The cow. Even the celery, though? Yeah, like everything. Right on. And she's pouring, if there's ranch, she's pouring that in her mouth. Just, yes. <laughs> I know a gesture I just made, and I know what it looked like. It was. Like a ranch bottle being shaken into a mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. it that, that's, that vegetable platter is actually the, the most, the, the freshest thing in the room. Just, it's like they change it out every day. Siggy's <laughs> gonna go up to Moth and pull on her robes and try and get her attention. Moth looks at you, albeit kind of side-eyed. She says, "Yes." I I don't understand. We we're following the prophecy because that's what seems the logical thing to do. We were sent here to help the goblins, but it doesn't seem that we can just kill all their enemies. And the one path forward we have seems to turn them into Irish maniacs. So are you going to give us any more clues or are you as clueless as I am? I get the feeling you're not because Tech turns don't around seem to. and her mouth is, is full. Oh no, yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Moth says, I'm just as, as clueless as you are here. Um, but I'm sure there's a solution. So, can I well, I'm sure I there's a solution. Direct mutters under his breath. <laughs> Every puzzle has a solution. So, the Nilbog does not want to help the goblins, but that's that specific Nilbog, I guess. Like, if we were to get other goblin changed into a Nilbog, they could just confuse. It. What we really need to do is figure out if we can undo what's been done because if they all turned into nilbogs then they could confuse the birds and the fish and then the birds and the fish would do the exact same shit they're already it would kill themselves maybe i don't know how, how do we know because when, when peter stepped out when nilbog peter stepped out from the tree though he he blew away like in that do we really want these guys to take the chance? Well, that's when he stepped through the tree. If they're already... Oh, can they only be Nilbogs inside the cave? We don't know. <sighs> and they took my book. When Siggy talked to the Nilbog about leaving the cave, one of them mentioned it was something about the vines would hurt them. Can Siggy roll an insight check on what Moth was telling her? Sure. Because it, it, it feels like she's... She should not. And I got a 22. You get the feeling she's holding something back, but you don't know what. She's not being entirely truthful with you, but you don't know what. Siggy gives her an angry look and starts pacing back and forth and shaking her head like a dog who knows their owner is holding the ball and not throwing it. (laughs) Not telling me something. I know. We've got to find this information. I don't know where it is. She just pacing back and forth. 
Demikos nudges Durak and says, man, Siggy's got something. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is the first time that Durak actually really understands what's going on. Like, everything else has just been all cerebral bullshit, but, like, now Siggy feels like, like Siggy's doing that pacing thing, and Durak, with his knowledge of uh, of nature and whatnot, would see that and go, okay, now, now I understand there is some shit afoot. Uh, so, uh, so, so Durak, uh, also starts watching Siggy and, uh, and starts, uh, kind of fanning out to one side. Uh, I think the idea would be to, um, put some space between him and Moth, uh, so that he can maybe study the situation a little bit better. Siggy pacing back and forth. Moth doesn't really know what to do with that. She just says, all right, I suppose that's something you can do. I mean, what else can we do besides be angry and pace? I do have literally any idea of anything that we could possibly do that's beneficial. I'm at a standstill. I mean, it sounds like you're torn between two things. Like, what two ideas are you torn between? Before she says anything else, Chief Tumba comes into the room, and he's got the journals, and he, he walks right up to Utak, and he says... I want to thank you for letting me read these. You're welcome. And uh, he says, So, Danilbog, Danilbog is not uh, a savior. Uh, it doesn't look like it. I'm real sorry, man. All right, we, we just got to come up with something else, I guess. He plops down and uh, puts his face in his hands. You, you can hear him start to cry a little bit. This is infuriating to Durak, and he strides across the floor, s- squats down in front of the chief, pulls his hands down from his face, says, hey, are you leading these folks, or are you going to be a crybaby? Damikos freaks out at this, and his mage armor pops on. Just <laughs> like, whoa. Siggy <laughs> sees Durak taking action and is like, starting to kind of get hype. She's she's hoping that a plan is moving forward and A plus <laughs> is just A plus. Oh my god, out of character? How do none of you guys have any empathy for this man? <laughs> it's all good. No, I feel like, bad for him. Doug, Doug feels bad for him. Durek has no time for this bullshit. This guy's supposed yeah, yeah. to be leading this tribe. Oh, yeah, and I am really torn because I'm just like, uh, I'm neutral, but I also really want to push Durak over and tell him to be fucking kind for a second. <laughs> but, I, but I wouldn't. Chief Chief Tumba is, is, he's just, he's got tears in his eyes and he just, he looks at Durak and he says, we've been fighting this war so long. I've lost more friends than I think you've probably had in your life. Oh, no, that sounds about right for him. Yeah, the director sort of nods his head. <laughs> yeah. I done tried every way. And Tech says, we're, we're going to keep trying, dude. She doesn't say, dude, sir, man, buddy, this, bro. This was our last effort. This prophecy we got from the cool No, it's not your last effort. Like, are you just gonna, like, quit now? Like, just let them win? Just surrender? Just let all of your people die? No, that's not an option. And I'm sure Siggy feels uh, the same way I do, because I'm pretty sure that would make me fail. Wouldn't it, Siggy? Siggy's gonna do something real quick. She's, she's gonna minor illusion a chicken in one hand and a fish on the ground, and she's gonna put both hands on the chicken's neck, 
wring its neck, stomp on the fish, and she goes, why don't we just find their leaders and kill them in cold blood? Oh, okay. yeah. No, that's a great idea. Why don't we just waltz right in to the birdcage, you know, the one that's floating in the sky, and uh, try and kill the giant eagleman who fucking called lightning on your ass, almost killed you. Yeah, I'm not down for that. Are we to assume that you've already tried that? We've done tried everything. Okay, well, Toomba, so, like, the Nilbog is still, like, in the cave, and he's he's not a, a pleasant guy. What if we could get them to follow us, like, if we try to fight them, and have them follow us into the cave? Because the Nilbog won't attack us as long as we don't attack it, but they might try to attack it, and that could be a way we might be able to take out their leaders. Like, if we get them to come in. Instead of fighting them, how about we just ask for a parlay? Seriously? And then kill them? Durak shoots him the nastiest side eye. They, dude, they whooped our ass last time. Quickly. Well, but as long as we can outrun them into the cave, then... Maybe Nilbog brings them to the floor? I mean, T Tumba says, you know, you killed the leaders. You, you cut off one head, two more sprout. You killed the leader, it's not over. They don't fucking phantom menace. But have you tried? What if we got onto the birdcage, flew it over to the bass base, and then dropped it? Oh, that is such a good idea. Durek doesn't quite know how that's going to work, or even if that's possible. But, like, he just turns to Siggy and, and claps his hands a couple of times. <laughs> So, we've heard four ideas. There's five of us. Moth? Moth has just been very quiet. She caught something that Toomba mentioned. She said... Was it that he mentioned the Phantom Menace? No. <laughs> Everyone done read that book. My midichlorians are tingling. <laughs> she says, you heard about this from the Kuatoa. And uh, he says, uh, yes... I was captured by the Kuator, by the base, and I overheard them torturing a friend of mine asking about the Nilbog trumpet. We've been looking for it ever since. Damakos gently, like, you know, kind of scurries, not scurries, but kind of shuffles over, just starts patting his back, but with his tail. <laughs> he he seems to appreciate it. Like, it, it brings him some comfort. Moth looks at Siggy and says, your plan to crush the base with the birdcage is good. It would definitely take out the base. It might not take out the tweeters. Yeah, but there'd sure be a whole lot less of them. There is that. We just flip that bitch upside down before we drop it. <laughs> Could we Avengers Age of Ultron just like push it up further into the air that's, and then let it drop? That's exactly <laughs> but can't they fly? Like some of them would easily get out. Tweeters, some of the tweeters could fly and get out if they knew what was happening in time. She says there is an alternative. I'm open to the birdcage drop. As, as a backup plan, but, um... Bird droppings. If the... If the Kuatoa came up with this, there's a slight chance that 
we may have a Nilbog on our hands of a different kind. Go on. Whatever the Kuatoa worship, after a while it it comes to be. Um, and uh, she looks at uh, Tumba, Chief Tumba, and she says, Have you noticed any strange creatures before? Just that, that came into the battle over the years? Chief Tumba thinks for a moment and he says, There's been one or two things i never seen before. And she says, I think the Kuatoa are building kind of a religion around this prophecy. Well, let's go nip that in the bud. Yeah, that should be stopped. Oh, I mean, like, uh, how, is a cult really that bad? When is a cult good? When it minds its damn business. It's good for jumpsuits and Nike sales. And Kool-Aid. I mean, to be fair, like, we don't really know. So their religion. Okay, this is just going to sound a little bit shitty. I mean, like, are they going to be trying to, are they trying to use their religion to defeat the birds, the tweeters? Or are they just having a religion, man? I get the sense that maybe they're worshipping the Nilbog in hopes that it will arrive and kill the Tweeters for them. So, is this prophecy originated by goblins or originated by the Kuatoa? Like, who started this prophecy? I would guess that the information was given to someone... But the prophecy itself might have been started by the base. So we've got a pretty good plan here, I think. We, the only thing you're, she, she you see her kind of close her eyes and, and tilt her head and <sighs> bird dropping plan. The only thing that that's missing is a way to take out the tweeters. So I have no doubt the birdcage would decimate all the base. We could light it on fire. I have a few issues with this. Not really, but we're supposed to be helping the goblins. This is this is me. This is Damico speaking. Of like, but what about all of the goblins that are being held captive on both fronts? Like being forced to keep the cage afloat and the shield over the base. Man, if you're going to make Those an offer, whoa! I'm sorry. I think that's how Tack would. Feel. Chief Tumba will remember you She's said that. She's super neutral, and like that's awful for me. But I mean, Siggy's gonna go up to Tumba, and I guess she doesn't really have to get down on her knees, even though he's sitting down. But like, get face to face with him and ask him: Is sacrificing those that are captured to make sure that you guys have freedom worth doing? Do we need to find another way to get them out, or can we execute a mission? That just brings Armageddon to all of them so that you can have your land back and and be the only ones and do what you need to do to get to where you need to go. Is it the birdcage being held up by goblins? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And there's a shield over the bass base from the goblins. So they're all going to be safe. We just have to get the message to them. Tumba, you know, says, I would like as many of my people as I can have. But if we lose some, we lose some. And like you, you just see that that paints him 
a, a lot. A guard comes rushing through the door and says, um, Chief, we got a prisoner. Chitumbo wipes his face and uh, stands up and he says, Take him to the room and tie him down. Is it a base, a tweeter? He says, it's a, it's a base, Chief. We'll talk to him. Uh, and he, he looks to you guys and says, Would you like to come? Drak cracks his knuckles and says, Yes. Jamakos says, Let's get this bastard. Siggy mm. so just nods and smiles after that. Moth flicks her wrist and the dagger comes out of her bracer. And she begins to walk with you guys. He's going to be tied down. I think that's a little excessive. <laughs> maybe she wants to let him go. Maybe she wants to be good cop. Or maybe we just need to show an overwhelming show of force. Gah. Just go in and start breaking stuff for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, we're all the bad cop. You guys come to a um, this, this just this big rock that's uh, blocking a tunnel, and uh, two goblins see you coming with the chief, and they just start pushing it out of the way. You see behind... Uh... Siggy doesn't come into the room immediately. Siggy sits outside the door and listens. All right, so in, in the room is just the... Um... Also, it's in tax nature. Like, I consider her also a herder. She's going to stay outside with Siggy because if everybody isn't in there, she needs to make sure that Siggy's taken care of. Yeah. In the room is, is a single Kuatoa tied to... Uh, with its with its hands behind its back, uh, actually sitting on a, a rock, and uh, from the ceiling just hangs a rope with uh, kind of a, a crude chandelier. This is more of just like a, a torch on a rope, essentially. The room is very dim. It just stand. It it just sits on this rock, and it looks at you and says. Reckon you're coming to kill me then. <laughs> I forgot about their voice. Well, you're gonna do it, do it fast. I ain't gonna talk to nobody. Durak looks at uh, at Big Tumba because he does appreciate a little chain of command action. So he's he he wants to wait for Tumba to talk, but he is he is chomping to get in there. So I'm just gonna look to Big Tumba. Big Tumba looks back at you and and just gestures to you. He says, if you got an idea, you'd go. Alright. Durak, I have a pretty strong intimidation. You're using your strength modifier for that, right? Yep, yep, yep. Durak, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll first to determine, like, just to see. Okay, cool. So, um, it's not a natural 20, but it's a 20. Nice. Is the thing tied up? Yeah, he's, he's, his, his arms are tied behind his back. I'd say his legs are probably tied, too. Durak goes over to him, and he leans real, real close into his ear and he takes his axe and uh, lays the blade very uh, gently against the underside of a gill and says now we have a problem and I think that you can solve it and it's in your best interest to solve it do you understand me and he, he leans his head back to look at the Puato in the eye and waits for a response it looks at you kind of nervously and, and uh says I don't reckon I'm getting out of here alive but you, you promised me my freedom I might be able to help Durak tucks the um, tucks the axe a little deeper under the gill 
and says, you can get out slower, you can get out fast. So, I have friends. The spell, not bragging. <laughs> um, I have friends. Is Would you consider this creature hostile towards us at this moment? I would, but give me, give me just a second. Because I, I, I think with that extra push from Durak, he's like, mm, alright, mm, what do you want to know? Well, seems to me the first thing we want to do is get all them goblins out of there. Ain't gonna happen. Too valuable to the, to the commander. Yeah, I, Durak's gonna draw a little blood this time. That's how he sounds. They're real valuable to Kingfisher. I'm going to whisper to Siggy outside the room. I don't think Durak understands what a question is. <laughs> oh, no, no, Durak, this is not, this is not like me being, I, I'm not being clever. This is the only thing I know to do. Yeah. This is, this is all I've got. This is, I, I have a hammer and I'm finding a nail. He's yeah. like, I'll tell you anything. You need to let him go. I'm like, that's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> the base there says, we need him to summon the nail bomb. We need him to find the trumpet. We need them to take down the tweeters. We can't give up the goblins. You ain't finding the trumpet because we got the trumpet. How about you tell me about this nilbog, where you keep it? We don't got the nilbog. We, we need... You gather enough speakers together, they get the trumpet. They summon it. <laughs> Who has the trumpet on them right now? Moth. I think it's Moth. Uh, and so Durak, Durak turns to Moth and goes, you want to show him the trumpet? Uh, she pulls it out and, and puts it on display, Vanna White style. So how many speakers did you need to get this in here? Is that the trumpet? That, that's, that's the trumpet. Can I talk to Siggy real quick? Sure, what's up? Siggy, so I can make myself look like uh, a goblin, right? So what if I... What if you guys get all the goblins out of that room? What if they get them all out? And then they blow the trumpet to make sure that none of the goblins hear it. And I can go in, I can pretend to be the nilbog, and I can tell them that I want them to be peaceful. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my god. I mean, one of us could just use thaumaturgy to fake a trumpet blow. I also have disguised self, so I could go in as another Kuatoa and be like, I was there when they got the trumpet. The nilbog is not what we think it is. I am open to all of these ideas. All of these ideas are really good. Okay. Uh, so I think if the Nilbog base, I think if your god was to come down and basically say, hey, I don't want you to behave like assholes. You know, like if any higher power was to come down and be like, oh, you guys have been dicks. Maybe don't do that. I think you'd be inclined to listen. Hopefully. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We agree, so we do it. But can we tell if he has any degree of, of power, or is he just, like, a bro? Like, if he went back and told. Yeah, is this, like, a captain or a private? I think he's a grouper. Oh, that's good. <laughs> 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 you, you don't really... You're not... It's, it's hard to read the, uh... <laughs> I guess the, the, um... Rank he's in based on his, uh, quote-unquote uniform... Um, Do we know how really... long I can stay? Like, is there a limitation in how long I can stay in that? Like, I, I mean, if someone will come with me, I don't know how long Disguise Self lasts, but I'll go back with him. I, I would say that Tack can stay, like, a, a changed form for a long time, considering that, like, you have one form that you stay in most of the time. 
It's not like Animorphs, though, where, like, she'll be stuck no. there if she, she doesn't <laughs> switch back. <laughs> Pretty sure it doesn't. Uh, did the Nilbog dress just like a normal goblin? The Nilbog that you saw, the one that was in there for a long time, looked kind of silly. It looked kind of like a, uh, a jester a little bit. Okay, Siggy, we gotta get me some Nilbog clothes, and then we can try to pull this off. This is an aside that has been happening during your questioning. I will also say this, though. This motherfucker doesn't know that. But how does he know that any goblin isn't the Nilbog? Maybe put a crown on or something. I'm the King Nilbog. Queen Nilbog. Ruler Nilbog. We can just send any old goblin in there to say these things. But we can't use the trumpet idea if there's a goblin in there. We could still use thermaturgy. Thermaturgy. Whatever. We could use the tea spell. All right. Going back into the uh, interrogation, the Kuatoa looks at the trumpet. He's like, is that, is that the trumpet? Siggy casts this guy's self and walks in as another fish and just, and like walks up to the trumpet and sits down and looks at the other Kuatoa. Goes, yeah, I reckon that's the trumpet we don't found. <laughs> what are you doing in here? Siggy's gonna lean over to Durak and, and give him one, you know, big wink like that, but she's a fish, so her eyes are on opposite sides of her head. Yeah, yeah she's so, a flounder. Yeah, she's a flounder. <laughs> she's got both of her eyes on one side. It's very hard to wink when you do that. She's gonna go, just be cool, man. Just just be cool. Just uh, just let me do this. And then she's gonna look back at the Kuatoa and just go, mm, mm, they don't brought me to find a trumpet. Mm, they, they thought I could help them. <laughs> Sardine, what's your name? Mm. My, my name is Ch- Chowder Flounder. Sardine Flounder. You're going to tell me you gathered 20 goblins together, got them to hum the prophecy, and the, the trumpet came to be? Mm, we, we didn't have to. We we found a Nilbog. They they standing right outside the door. That can't be the same Nilbog. Right outside the door. <laughs> Right outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you. Tech comes in. Uh, in. In the meantime, she did acquire clothes that fit her in this this goblin size, uh, <laughs> and, and she's gonna walk in. I am glad that you called me, my son. Mm, thank you for coming in, Neil Bob. Absolutely, Chowder. Damico's super confused. Why are you keeping my follower here in these restraints? The goblins kind of look at you. The the two goblin guards and uh, the chief Tumba looking kind of confused. Like they recognize your voice, but they they aren't really sure what's happening. Give me a persuasion check, real quick, to see if like they can catch on to what you're doing. Both of us, or just hack? I'd say both of you. Hell yeah, that is a eighteen. Okay, what you getting on? I got three. Three. <laughs> so they got no idea why the fuck you're being a fish person. But when Tack walks in and, and starts acting like that, they start to be like, Oh! <laughs> Have you guys made any motion for, like, Damakos to understand what's happening? Or... I know. Just Durak. <laughs> okay. Siggy's gonna look at the fish and go, Hmm... <sighs> You want us to blow this trumpet, show you that it is not the right one, and and this prophecy ain't ain't done true. Mm. 
biscuits and gravy. <laughs> I don't think there's any need to to blow another trumpet. I'm already here. Siggy grabs the trumpet and walks past Damakos and elbows him in again, wherever her elbow can reach, and goes, we gonna blow this trumpet real loud, like, out the trumpet. And she winks with, again, one big fish eye. Just, <laughs> right? We gonna blow it, this trumpet? Should I roll for Damakos to understand what's happening here? Uh, give me an insight check. Oh, Jesus. It's good roleplay, Alan. That's brave. I, I respect that. I mean, oh. I'm gonna laugh so hard if it's a natural one. It's a 15. 15? 15. Given you understand Tax, like you recognize Tax's voice, um, and the fact that Siggy is not in here, and th- but this fish person's acting really weird. Yeah, I, I think you catch on. You, you catch on that these two people are your friends. The exact thought process of the plan you got no fucking clue but you know that these are your friends trying to pull something off i mean technically i could cast thaumaturgy as well if we need to can you do that while in your costume though i don't think thaumaturgy is concentration for the record i do get to choose i just double checked like what my voice sounds like i see no reason to change it for you guys because they don't need to know what it sounds like and he's never heard my voice before that's what i figured for the record thaumaturgy is just verbal ziggy is gonna hand the trumpet to tack so that she can blow it as the nilbog when she puffs her cheeks up real loud i guess either alan or i will cast thaumaturgy a one and a two and a (gasps) all right one person of the three of you give me a deception check that should be tack Uh, you want that to be me guys (laughs) <laughs> I still feel like Damakos has no idea what to do. He's probably about to freak out. Uh, not natural, but it is a 20. Okay. He rolled an 18 minus 1 is 17. Woo! So, <laughs> he, uh, he sees this happen and he says, mm, my God. <laughs> beautiful. You're the Nilbog. Of course I'm the Nilbog. Well, then you're here to help us take down the them tweeters, them. You got that field makes them stop flying. You got, you got those laser eyes that shoot them out the sky. I have all of those things, but I feel like you guys have misunderstood me. You've misunderstood my wishes during this time. I don't know who took my, my writings and my, my speeches and everything, and twisted them into these words of, of hate. Siggy throws herself at at Tack's feet and prostrates herself. <laughs> she do have the laser eyes and she will help us kill the tweeters, right? Whiskets and gravy. This is getting super political right now, by the way. It is happening <laughs> some very, very rough things that are happening in the real world. Well, I, I could do those things if I if I didn't actually want everyone to bring peace and to get along with each other. I don't want you enslaving goblins. We weren't trying to enslave them, no. We, we, we needed their help to get you, and they wouldn't do it willingly, so we had to make them employees without pay. Well, that's why I'm here. Obviously, some of them were willing to help. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. That's why there were the 30. Derek is just disgusted by all of this because he was getting to kill something and he was really in his element. He didn't quite know where he was going, but he was in his element. And now there's all this trickery and he doesn't understand it and you can't keep up. 
It's very frustrating. And so he drops he, he drops his shoulders and his axe, you know, kind of hits the ground. You know, the, he lets the head of it hit the hit the ground and with a with a nice loud conspicuous ding like fuck y'all and uh and and then drags it across the floor as he walks away to the far side of the room and props up against the wall damikos follows him and just puts both hands on his shoulders and he's like dude i don't get this either but <laughs> don't get frustrated man we gotta we gotta pay attention all right all right this could tell uh, after durak steps aside and, and the axe is no longer like up his gill, he also like with bound hands and feet drops off this rock to prostrate himself. But since he can't hold himself up with his arms, he's just like face in the dirt, just like a fish, just kind of yeah. And he's like, I reckon I understand you don't really want to be fighting, but we need your help. We need these tweeters dead, and you're the only one what got the power. Why do you need them dead? They've been eating the chules. We got the chules. Durak, who's had chules once before, is now suddenly interested again. <laughs> <laughs> we talked. We talked about this, didn't we? I wasn't in the room. I think. Yeah, Durak was not in the room. Between the two of them, there's no chules left because they ate all of them and they're too fucking dumb to just leave and go somewhere else where there are chules. Oh. Is Moth is Moth doing anything right now? Moth is is just kind of looking and and is just so. Is she impressed? Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just a luck roll. Ten. Ten and above. She's impressed. All right, it's an eighteen. She's pretty impressed. You guys Woo! are pretty slick. <laughs> Tech, give me a wisdom saving throw. Actually, sorry, not not a saving throw. Sorry. Give, give me an Arcana check. You know what? I just rolled, motherfucker. That's a that's a, that's a nineteen, right, y'all? New right. dice don't suck. But you said it's a so what, what saving throw? Arcana. Oh yeah, it's twenty then. All right. You don't know why, but like as as you're talking to this Kuatoa and as it's you know prostrating itself and everything, you feel kind of powerful. You feel a strange power coursing through your veins. Like that's. That's all I can really tell you. You you just you feel different. Okay. <laughs> and the uh, Kuatoa just says, "Please, you gotta come with me. I promise. You help me and my kind. We'll we'll let all our goblins free. We'll we'll free all the speakers. We'll let them all go." It's because he truly believes you're the Nilbog, so he's making you more powerful because he believes that you're his deity oh wait i think we talked about something like that before yeah like 10 minutes ago <laughs> yeah i was about to say that too i didn't take a note on that what's that you say good better quest has inspired you to dive deeper into the world of dungeons and dragons well luckily for you audible is sponsoring this episode audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership just go to audibletrial.com slash final plank that's F-I-N-A-L-P-L-A-N-K. And browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's just that easy. Go to audible.com slash finalplank.com and get started today. Why Audible, you might ask? Well, 
Audible includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers, including many Dungeons & Dragons novels. If you want to check out more from the world of D&D, I recommend listening to the Legend of Driz Doerden series. Of course, after you're done listening to this episode. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash finalplank. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash finalplank. Now, back to the madness. Out of character, remember that there needs to be a huddle at some point to get Damakos and Durek in on this whole thing. We need to know how you feel. We need to have this stuff shared. I'm gonna get to this bullshit. Hang on. I will absolutely come with you to help share my true message with the other Kuatoa, but I must insist that I bring these members of other races along with me to help show just how much I value the getting along with others. So I would like to bring the tiefling, Damakos, because I can read minds and know his name, the half-orc, Durak, and my... Where is the gnome Siggy? <clears throat> I, I don't go. I, I don't go. <laughs> Direct Damocles? Siggy walks out of the door. Chowder, why don't you go look for Siggy? And I send the three of them outside to go find Siggy. All right, we, we go outside. Siggy, hopefully right in front of Durak's eyes, just slorps back into her normal Siggy self and goes, all right, listen, we got a lot of shit to talk about. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so Siggy relays to Damakos and Durak like we're trying to go get the Kuatoa to let their guard down and release a bunch of their goblins so that we can like get one them free and two you know get them to attack the tweeters but I don't know what's going on right now attacking and, and the other dude she's she's flying by the seat of her pants so we gotta get this going <laughs> like right now right now are you guys okay yeah, okay I think I get it he doesn't but he says he does yeah, I'm down to follow. Siggy, like, Siggy grabs Durak's knees and goes, We're going to kill a lot of people. We'll kill more in a minute if you don't kill this one. I get it. I get it. I'll, I'll try. Okay, Siggy marches back into the interrogation room. He goes, It is I, the requested Siggy. I thought you'd be taller. Oh, Siggy, I'm so glad you joined us. To catch you up to speed, we are going to join uh, the Kuatoa. And spread my message of goodwill and peace. Ah, yes, that message. What was in the books? Yes, in the books and all of the speeches that were written from what I said those years ago. I I don't know nothing about no books or speeches. All I know is you you got the power. That I do. Yes, yes, she has the power. Uh, The laser stands the Kuatoa up so he's not just talking out of the mud anymore. He... To, like rips himself from your grasp and, and plants his face again in the dirt. <laughs> okay, we're doing that now. I gotta um, pay my respects so Nilbog will come and help. Oh, and, okay, she is. How do we get to the the base and who do we need to talk to so that we can uh, spread this joyous, wonderful message? Uh, you gotta talk to Kingfisher Cod Chillers. He can help you. He's the leader of the base. Well, sounds like we need to go oh. talk to this uh, talk to this kingfisher then. Let's go do that, guys. Lead the way. He tries to get up again, and it's like, it. it's a stupid, 
stupid bit where he's like, he's trying to get up and every time he gets kind of close, he falls down and like, he's slimy and gross. So like the floor is now getting muddy. So like he can't really get up that easily. And then Moth just goes over with the knife on her bracer and just like cuts the ropes and is like, we don't have time for this. (laughs) During that time, I'm going to lean over to Siggy. Siggy, I have a feeling I'm going to need to give a speech. If you could just write something down for me in that notebook, that would be fantastic. Siggy already has the first draft done and she goes, oh, yeah, no, I'll start Start on that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that this will uh, assist in any checks I may have to make while delivering a speech <laughs> give me your gills your flippers and your hearing nodules my fellow hopefully fishy it friend. won't give me disadvantage <laughs> you guys walk to i assume you walk to the um the base with with this guto yes as as you're leaving chief tumba just kind of looks at you guys and and shrugs and he says well i wish you luck please send someone if you need our help at some point uh, but I got no idea where you, where you'll be going with this plan. He doesn't have anything to like bestow upon us, like leaves of Lorien or some magical rope or some kind of light in a bottle. He gives you a rock. A pat on the butt. <laughs> he, he gives you a rock. Any special armor? Siggy leans into Tumba and says, "We're gonna try and get as many back as we can. Just, just trust us for a little while longer." And then just leans back and goes. Yes, the bass base for this messaging. All right. So it, it takes a little bit of time, but you guys make it back to the uh, the bass base. This Kuotoa calls out to his fellow soldiers and says, mm, Brothers, I done found the Nilbog all by myself. Mm-hmm. I need to see Kingfisher Chillers immediately. And the rest of the uh, Kuatoa like look, and they see Tack walking with this other Kuatoa and you guys, and they uh, immediately fall to their knees and begin to prostrate themselves before the Nilbog as well. And Tack, you feel that warmth again, and actually, you guys notice Tack is now glowing, kind of. Is this bad? I don't know, is it? I don't know! I'm wondering why Siggy hasn't rolled or anything to figure it out yet. Just remember, Ghostbusters, if someone asks you if you're a god, God, you say yes! Yes. Yeah. I'm just, I am concerned out of character of like, oh god, am am I going to be playing this wrong? Like, am I supposed to be turning into a fucking powerful douche do i get new powers what is happening well i mean like now that siggy has seen you start to glow as they're all praying at you i think she figures out just through the last couple of context clues that like oh shit they really believe she's a deity we we got to figure this out before she turns into a permanent goblin god (laughs) as Damakos, i'm making an arcana check yeah with with a 16 just to be like, you know, quick, not detect magic, but like, what's going on over there? I think, you know, just just trying to think about it and from context clues of like other stuff you've dealt with today, you come to the same conclusion as Siggy, that these guys are believing that this is the Nilbog so hard that they are 
making tack into the nail bog. So I lean over to Durak, and I basically explain that to him. Like, hey man, this is why our friend is glowing. I need you not to freak out. This is a good thing. Trust us. And Durak shakes his head and goes, all right, all right. Uh, maybe we find him goblins, though. That's why we're here. So I want to, I guess, maybe do a perception check or an investigation check, I guess, maybe to look around now that all these fish are face down and sure. the like line of sight is clear all over. I just want to see if I can see where either the goblins or this kingfish is. What kind of check is that going to be? Give me a perception check. All right. Damn it. It's just 11. 11. I mean, you don't see kingfisher anywhere, but it's not hard to spot some of the goblins that are lining the mud walls of this fort. There's about eight of them out holding their hands up, creating a barrier, protecting the base. Are any of them going to recognize Damakos from when me and Damakos were there? I would say they don't really... Talking about the goblins, I I don't think they would notice someone walking no, in. Think... Well, yeah, because I mem- remember they had trapped me and uh, Damico- attacking Damakos in that little room, and yeah, they hung out with a goblin and escaped. But I assumed some of the Kuatoa, yeah, we had like a chit chat with them. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, they would, they might recognize Damakos, but they won't recognize Tack. Well, yeah, I'm just concerned about Damakos. Oh, uh, okay. Right now, no one seems to know because everyone's face down. Why don't uh, why don't you try and get them to release their their goblins? Well, because I need the kingfisher uh, chillers to, to get here. You you see a kuatoa coming from a uh, a large you know like a poopy castle you make out at the beach where you get like a handful of mud and you just drizzle it. <laughs> yes. He's he's in like a giant one of those. He comes out. It's like someone carved a door in this mud, and he just pushes through it and walks, and as he walks out there, you see two other Kuatoa come up behind him and start putting the mud back together to make the door. He approaches Tack and uh, the rest of you, and, and he looks at Tack and he says, So it's Drew. You come to help us. Siggy's gonna walk up to Tack and put her hand on Tack's shoulders. I'm much shorter now, so. And she's gonna she's gonna lean around to Kingfisher Codchillers and go, "Yes, she's here to help." And she's also gonna cast Guidance on Tack, so she gets an extra D4 on whatever roll she's gonna have to do. Sweet. Oh God bless. <laughs> yes, I am here to help you, and in fact, help everyone. He says, "I don't reckon." I buy just any Nilbog walking in. Nilbog I knew was supposed to be 18 feet tall and razor sharp teeth and, and laser eyes and, and a field. Many things were said of me in the prophecy, but I heard that you were uh, red and much fatter and Who said shorter. That? And yet well, I, I hate to name names, but my point is, people can say many things and describe I think people in many ways, but that doesn't necessarily make it true. He, uh, give me, give me a deception check real quick. And I get to add a D4 to that. I'm like 11. super proficient in that, so if you need help, I got you. Nah, dog. Uh, it's 10 and 11, and you said a decep- deception? Yeah. Five and six and ten. Sixteen? Okay. He's he's with you so far. 
He says, You're really the nail bog. Blast that that seagull off the top of my tower. Durax says, Who are you to order a god around? <laughs> my follow-up idea was someone casting Eldritch Blast <laughs> successfully. Give me, give me an intimidation <laughs> check. Uh, 13. 13. No, I'm sorry, 15. 15. 15? Okay. He, uh, he, he says, that's a good point. I, I do apologize, but I, I, I got no way of knowing if you're really the real Nilbog, so I, I pardon my insolence. But Tack, this power in you, you do feel like you could blast something out your eyes. Give me an attack roll real quick. You ever think about that? Like, what muscle does Superman flex for that? Like, what if what if when he flexes his left butt cheek, that's how he shoots his eye beams? You know what I mean? What if it's his kegels? I was actually thinking about that. The tank crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Do I get that uh, D4 thing with this, too? Yes, sure. Add your arcana. Oh, and add my arcana? Oh, hell yeah. Then I'm at a 15. You are saving my ass, Nolan. Typically, <laughs> <laughs> it's only on ability rolls. It's, yeah, no, Arcana is an ability roll. Oh, okay. I thought you said attack. I didn't know what else to add to it. As as soon as he's, you know, like, I, I don't know what, I, I kind of need proof. And you're, like, not really thinking about it. And you look up at that seagull. It's like your eyes sneeze. And before you know it, like, just this blue beam just shoots out of your eyes and kills this seagull that's on top of this tower. My mage armor uh, pops up immediately. Confused as all get out. What ching? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I love thinking, like, <laughs> Damagos' mage armor is like that anytime in a cartoon, like, someone's wearing, like, some sort of airbag suit or something like that, <laughs> and someone just gently bumps into them. It's just <laughs> so that goes off. What's the name of the food they're all about again? Chules. Soft Shell Chules. C-H-U-U-L-S. Durax had Soft Shell Chule. He knows. This, this is like primo shit. Uh, just have, is, is that something that Siggy would be capable of minor illusioning? I'm just asking how minor illusion works in that type of thing. I mean, like I could minor illusion it, but they couldn't eat it or touch it or smell it. Well, they could smell it with thaumaturgy. Still couldn't eat it. Everybody sees that. Like, all, everyone's just staring at it, mouth agape. Kingfisher Chillers immediately drops to his knees and starts prostrating his way. He's like, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. Please forgive me. Please help us take down the tweeters. You may stand. Damakos rolls his eyes. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he stands. He says, please how, how how can we take down the tweeters? It seems to me that the question is not necessarily how to to kill the tweeters, but it is to ensure there is enough food for everyone. Is that correct? But but they're not. They're not well, of course, food. there's no more food here. But I would be happy to show you a map to another place that has 
plenty of chul, and I will also provide a separate, different map to the tweeters where they can find that food, and you can both live separately with equal amounts of chul. Some of the, some of the kuots are like, hey, I don't like the way that came out. <laughs> a little problematic. Give me a persuasion check. That's 15. He says, with all due respect, Neil Bog, we need to take down the tweeters. There. My eyes start to glow as if I am going to sneeze again. <laughs> Do you dare question me? Your god? The Nilbog? Intimidation, right? He does. He stands and he, he is taller than the Nilbog. And, and he says, The Nilbog I knew would want to take down the tweeters. And ain't Nilbog that wouldn't want to take down the tweeters. Ain't no Nilbog of mine. You disgust me. If any Kuatoa continued to follow you, despite being face to face with the great power of the Nilbog, I will destroy you. A few of the other Kuatoa are starting to kind of chatter and be like, yeah, you, you, you raise a good point. Yeah, no, right. I, I mean, that's the whole reason we like the Nilbog and, and kill the tweeters. And you feel some of that power draining. Siggy's going to elbow her and go, blow him up. Blow him up. Blow him up. Can I blow him up? If if you had tried to earlier, I would say yes, but some of the the power has left you. But I tried to flash my eyes at him. That didn't do shit for him. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Fine. Never mind feeding all of you. I will first help you take down those insipid tweeters, and then I will help you find food. But I must insist that at least half of you go ahead and go and get fed. There's no reason to starve while we work on destroying those birds. Oh no, we're good. Like, we're we're not starving. There's other things to eat. We just we you know we we like the soft shell chules a lot, and uh, they're really good. But also, it's just it's the principle of the thing. It's the principle of the fact that the tweeters disrespected us. Well, go ahead and share with me what you've tried up to this point, so we can at least eliminate what doesn't work. We we done tried. Attacking them. Oh, that's it. End of list. That sounds like a complete list of Durak, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, allow me to introduce you to my right-hand lady when it comes to planning battles. Siggy. Siggy takes a step forward and, like, offers a, a, a big gnome handshake. Hi, how you doing? Uh, we're going to play in a battle. You want to go kill the birds? We're going to kill the birds today? Yeah, I think we're going to kill the birds today. Uh, so you're going to need to get your forces, and uh, we're going to need to let the goblins go. And she, again, elbows tack. <clears throat> right? We need to let the goblins come and help yes, us. Yes, absolutely. It's completely unnecessary to have the goblins here. They'll just get in the way. Well, if yeah, if they're here, the Nilbog loses some of their power, and if they're around the Nilbog when we go and attack, she's much more powerful, and we can kill all the birds. That's true. Give me a deception check. Damn it. Can I give him aid? Yeah, the can whole... I help out? Because I'm lying right along with her. 
the whole time she's saying this, Demikos is like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm definitely going to need some aid because I got an eight. I mean, I'm standing there lying right along with her. Yeah, I so I, I guess roll roll with advantage then, yeah. Oh, big rolls, big rolls. Oh, good, I got a ten. Total? T- ten total. Let's see. He's going to roll insight. He's got a minus one to that. So there's a 50-50 chance. Roll the 10. Roll off? Minus, minus one. Minus one. Woohoo! Yeah, I was going to say, if I was Superman, I would have been shooting beams out of my eyes. I was playing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Kingfisher, uh, Cod Chiller's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. You can't have too much magic all in one place. And I, I reckon that makes sense now. Uh... All right, all forces. I need trout, gar, and sardines all in the courtyard right now. And let the goblins go. Let them out of here. It's what proceeds is is probably ten minutes of kind of chaos, like kind of organized chaos, as goblins are let go, and uh, all these troops are gathered around. In this area, Siggy is walking up and down the lines like a general, inspecting the Kuatoa to, I, to keep up. I was going to say it. You would expect it to be a line, but if it's a line, it's a very. It's more of like they're in a line that makes a zigzag, and some of them are facing forward, and some of them are facing backwards. It makes no sense. There is. It's it's organized by literally madmen, but uh, a lot of them are staring at you guys, you know, like wherever you are, staring at, at looking at the nail bog and, and just like being in disbelief. And uh, a fair amount of them are actually looking at Durak and his axe. And um, one of them near Durak is like, are, are, are you going to be fighting them with us? Durak just kind of looks at him. Doesn't say anything. Just listen. <laughs> <laughs> over, over Durak's shoulder. Damakos leans and just nods. <laughs> just, just, just a quick nod, like, yeah, we're good. We got you. That Kuatoa leans in uh, to another Kuatoa and is like, oh my god, that guy's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's all fucking mysterious. Can you believe that shit? Oh my god. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea of, of Durak hearing that and just putting his hand out by his waist and Damakos just like sl- slides him a five not slaps it but just straight up slides siggy comes back to uh kingfisher after she's inspected as many troops as she can handle and just goes yeah no yeah, no the uh yeah war looks to be planned uh that's the it's planned we're ready to go <laughs> troops war are to be planned yeah. <laughs> all right no bog you gonna be taking the front line Absolutely, it's only natural. I'm the leader. Son of a bitch. You feel that power again, and and actually the full force of all these guys, you actually start to levitate a little bit, like two inches off the ground, without even thinking. Direct, who's I, just I sud- panicked by that. <laughs> what was director? Oh, just suddenly, suddenly having a a, a realization. Um, uh, direct like crouches down next to Siggy and um, says, you reckon these goblins can uh, talk to them goblins up there? 
And he kind of points up at the sky, like the speakers. Siggy looks at Durek and just kind of goes like, they're not psychics, dude. What are you talking about? Well, they're magic. Come on, man. Look, if we could get these goblins to coordinate with them goblins, maybe we could save them all and kill all these birds and fishes. Would Siggy know if they could do that? You know that they're magic, and you know that there are certain spells that communicate certain distances. To be clear, Durek is asking Siggy because he doesn't want to look stupid and ask a goblin. He doesn't want to go to one of the goblins and be like, hey, buddy, can you talk to them up there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would say that, like, yeah, you, you know their magic. You don't know if they know that spell, but you, you wouldn't be surprised if they did. I, I'm going to turn to, to the Kingfisher and, you know, just like we had to release all of these goblins to ensure that my powers were at their highest Point. It appears that there are goblins up there as well. We need to clear those out so that I can most effectively destroy all of the tweeters. Kingfisher Chillers draws his sword and points it at you. He says, you sure you're not going to be helping them damn tweeters? I'm sorry. I just rolled a nat 20 because Durak is going to smash him in the face with his axe. Go ahead and roll damage real quick. Remember, that's that's full damage plus whatever you roll. That's right. All right, I'm going to roll a d12 here. 12 plus 14 is 26. You behead his ass. <laughs> he he is just beheaded, and all these Kuatoa, their mouths just drop. Who else wants to question our god? God damn it. No hands are raised. <laughs> or fins. And, uh... A guy uh, steps forward and says, I, I'm, I'm Trout Wally, Wally Raleigh. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm the Kingfisher now. Um, you, you go do what you gotta do, Nailbox. We'll, we'll, we'll be waiting here for, for whatever you want to do. And like, just, he's talking to Tack, but he's, his eyes do not leave Durak, and his knees are shaking. <laughs> There's just just a little bit of urine going down his leg. <laughs> I like the idea of Damakos not being surprised by Durak's action. So he just, <laughs> he just looks over, sees it happen, then just looks back up at the the birdcage like, Alright, so we gotta get up there. <laughs> just completely ignoring the fact. I'm levitating. <laughs> you guys have formed a battle-ready formation of base, freed the goblins from the base, and uh, effectively gotten rid of any doubt that these these Kuatoa had about their quote-unquote deity. God, I don't think Tack is looking to let this shit go either. I think Tack's kind of digging how powerful she feels. Yeah, Tack is, is feeling intense godlike energy and direct the head of the fucking guy in one action. And um, I think that's where we'll end. Nice to guys. Want more Good Better Quest content? Find us at finalplank.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. This has been an episode of Good Better Quest. 
Good Bitter Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Our dungeon master is David Hallman. The players are Nicole Davis, Alan Day, Doug Holly, and Nolan Lason. Edited by Nolan Lason. Intro music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music by Kevin McLeod. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.